Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I love your Twitter account. You need to file, f- follow, not file, <laughs> uh, follow Brian uh, on Twitter to, to get his film breakdown. It is tremendous stuff, especially if you're an X's and O's junkie. I want to ask you about the rookie running backs because there's a lot of them that people are paying attention to in this class, whether it's Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon or Kareem Hunt. Uh, Which one of these guys out of the group do you think is ready to make the best impact right away? Well, it's a good observation, Greg. I said, you know, back in March and April when we were getting ready for this draft that it was going to be a, a great draft. Uh, for running backs, and it looks that way, and I wouldn't leave Alvin Kamara or Dante Foreman or any of these guys out. I, I think they all have an opportunity um, to really contribute. I mean, I, Dalvin Cook was my favorite back in this draft, and he's done nothing to take that away from me so far in the preseason. But, you know, Kareem Hunt is going to start in Kansas City right now. I think they've got a very good, you know, they've got a great coach. They've got a good offensive line, good run blocking offensive line with good tight ends that can block. So, I mean, he's going to get a great opportunity, but, you know, I, mean, I, I think you're going to get contributions up and down the line from, from a lot of these guys, you know, no less than a half a dozen. And by season's end, we could be seeing a dozen rookie running backs contributing. Now, what about the rookie quarterbacks? Trubisky, they're at Chicago. Mahomes at Kansas City. You got Kaiser, who's been named the starter for the Cleveland Browns. Who stands out in your mind? Well, I know... Deshaun Kaiser has been named a starter in Cleveland. I, I really question that decision. I mean, I, I just don't think he's ready. I, I, you know, I mean, I, you're, going to, you're with a team that has struggled mightily. Um, I know Brock Osweiler might not be the answer, but there are other guys there on the roster. I just think he needs more time to kind of just watch, look at the speed of things, rather than taking this franchise that has really struggled for two decades right now. Uh, but I, I like what I've seen from Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he's been the best rookie quarterback so far. I know he was the highest drafted, but the little things, taking a snap, play-action pass, going through progressions, um, incredible arm strength. I mean, he's been very good. I know that Mike Glenn is probably going to start, which is probably the right move for right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing things that nobody said he could do. Uh, coming out of that, you know, the, the Red Raider offense mm-hmm. there at Texas Tech, um, he threw three touchdown passes in the first two games. He took the ball from the center. He called plays in a huddle. He did a lot of things, and I'm encouraged by what he has shown. And Deshaun Watson has played well. Um, I have no problem with naming Tom Savage a starter. He's played well, too. Um, but I, I, I like, I'm really encouraged by a lot of these players and think that this class of quarterbacks has a chance to be a lot better than what anybody prognosticated. Gio and Jones, Brian Baldinger across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter at Baldy NFL. When there's a surprise team in the league, I always feel like we look at that team and say, wow, they have a good offensive line. They've got a good defensive line. We should have seen this coming. It usually seems to be 
the starting point or the building blocks on on teams that surprise a little bit. Uh, is there a team this year that you think could be better than some of those prognostications you talk about because of the foundation there uh, in the trenches? Yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there's a lot of a lot of teams that fall in that category. I mean, some are a bounce back team. I think Cincinnati is going to be very good. Um, you know, I know they went from winning the division a few years in a row to being out last year, but I, I think Cincinnati has everything it takes to be pretty good this year. Uh, the one team that was the worst in the league last year, San Francisco, is going to be a lot better. Uh, anybody that's watched the 49ers play, I mean, they were the worst defense in football last year, and there's no way they're going to be the worst defense in football this year. And Kyle Shanahan knows how to design offense, so I think they're going to be good. And I think Tampa Bay is going to be – I think they're going to be a very good offense. This O.J. Howard addition and what he provides from being a true tight end, really teaming with Cameron Bray, I just think that Dirk Carter right now has all the pieces for Tampa to be an outstanding offense, and I think they will be an outstanding offense before the season's over. B, it's interesting you mentioned the 49ers. I was talking with Randy Cross yesterday, and he said a lot of the 49ers uh, fans and, and brass were surprised that Reuben Foster – former Alabama Crimson Tide linebacker, was as good as he has shown thus far. I know it's just preseason, but uh, uh, the question was, uh, have you not been watching college football? Because this guy is a <laughs> right. he is a, a, a thumper. I think he's the second coming of uh, uh, Patrick Willis, who, uh, uh, of course, hung it up early because of all the injuries he'd amassed. Let me ask you about my Cowboys, man. We, we discussed them yesterday, and I, I am not overly optimistic that this year will go as well as last year did. Well, I think offensively they're going to be a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how many games Ezekiel Elliott's going to miss, but Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris um, are not Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's a special, special player, but the offense line is outstanding. I mean, I think that when I watch Lyle Collins, <clears throat> forget about a couple of penalties against the Raiders, he has everything it takes to be a great, great player at right tackle, all the tools. And if they can figure out the left guard spot, they're going to be better up front this year than they were a year ago. The offense can be outstanding. Defensively, they've got a lot of things that they've got to fix, uh, but they make up for a lot of it with just great hustle and great effort. I think Dallas, I don't know that they'll win 13 games, Brian, but I think they're going to be a good football team. I mean, I think they're going to compete for the division through up and down the entire season. I don't think there's any way they win fewer than 10 games uh, in the and the division is certainly uh, theirs to be to be had. So I, I like what I see from Dallas. I don't know what's going to happen to Ezekiel. I know when he comes back, whatever games it is, he's got 1,000 yards in him for sure. And uh, they're a better team with him in the lineup. And when he gets in there, if they hold serve, they're going uh, to have a lot to deal with. Talking to Brian Boldinger on Geo and Jones, the Browns just announced that they released cornerback Joe Hayden on – First glance, it seems like a surprise to me. Is that something that is surprising to you? Well, I, you know, I heard his name being, you know, mentioned. Um, Joe Hayden, you know, when he came out of Florida, was, you know, he was about as competitive a corner as there was, and he was he was paid handsomely. Those games with him against Julio Jones that I saw a few years back, I would have plunked down a hundred bucks to go watch that matchup. But he's missed sixteen games in the last three years. He's missed a, an entire season due to injuries in the. You know, it's been a variety of injuries, and I think they've sort of compounded themselves. And you could just see what's going on in Cleveland. It's a complete rebuild. Uh, when they let Alex Mack walk 
you know, last year you're going, okay, they're just going to let their best players go. Um, Alex Mack was their best player, and, you know, he's it's Atlanta's, you know, addition now. Joe Hayden's going to land on his feet someplace. I don't know what his contract's going to look like, but whoever he goes, he's going to help them out because they don't make people any better than Joe Hayden. He makes your locker room better immediately, and um, the kid loves to play. So someplace he's going to make he's going to be a good addition for some team. What do you make of the Broncos? Now, this quarterback situation, Trevor Simeon is going to be the starter once again. Lynch is, has injured. Uh, do you think Simeon can come in and, and once stay healthy and play much better than he did a season ago, getting all that experience? I think so. I mean, he, he played a lot last year, yeah. Brian. He, he played pretty well. Now, he had two different injuries that, you know, knocked him down. But, you know, I watched Jamal Charles the other day, you know, with C.J. Anderson, and they look like a pretty good one-two punch. I think the offensive line is better. Um, the defense still looks like it's a great – I don't know if it's the Super Bowl caliber defense that we saw three years ago, but they're still going to be really good. I think Denver – just Jamal Charles looks like he's bounced back to me. I mean, I know it's, it's early, but the way he played the other night, he looked like the Jamal Charles of, of old. And if the offense line is better and they have a one-two punch at the running back position – I think Trevor Simeon is going to benefit by all of that. And so I think Denver is – I think they're going to be up there in the mix this year. How much does the Edelman injury change your thoughts about how good this Patriots offense can be? Uh, the offense line is unbelievable. Uh, they're already executing at a high level. Uh, it's, it's going to change things because he's just a dynamic player and he embodies all the toughness that the Patriots stand for. I mean, he's the poster child of what the Patriots are all about. But as we saw with the injury to Gronk last year, they just find a way. And so they'll find a way. We haven't seen anything from Brandon Cooks yet. And we don't know really what he is going to be. Amendola can fill some of those shoes. Of, and everybody else will fill up some of those shoes. We haven't seen really anything from, you know, from the player that they, they picked up from Cincinnati, you know, um, this offseason, and he's and Rex is a heck of a football player. He's going to fill some of it. They'll, they'll just pick up the slack with a lot of other players right now. But it's, it's a big loss, just the way Wes Walker was when he was injured and then eventually released. Uh, but they will find a way. B, the one year I was with you in Indianapolis, uh, we, we were terrible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we went 1-15, but fans still showed up to the game. And I, I, we were discussing San Diego earlier and having to play in front of 21,000, you know, capacity is 27,000 at Stub, StubHub Stadium there outside of L.A. How do you think that affects the psyche of a professional team? You, you feel like you're back in high school, kind of. I think so, too, Brian, except that, you know, winning cures everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're 1-15 or if they're a bad team, then it will really affect them. But if they're a good team and, um, you know, they're competitive, and I think they're going to be competitive, I mean, you know, they've got too many good players not to be competitive. Now, they've, they've, been, they've had the injury bug the last three years, but anybody who watches Joey Bosa play football or Phillip Rivers play, they've got star power on that team. Um, if they're competitive, I think they can, over, they can overcome that. If they're not competitive, then I think it'll be a compounding effect. It'll be an avalanche of, you know, where, what are we doing? And, you know, why aren't we in a, you know, in a real market right now with the real stadium and all that? But 
I think if they're competitive, um, I don't know, somehow it might even play to their advantage because the 27,000 that will cram in there, and it will get crammed if they're good. People will want to go watch a play because it's L.A., and they want to see a show. So if they're good, I think they can overcome it. How bad are the Jets going to be? Bad. <laughs> now, you know, you know, anybody that watched the Jets, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't, but in their first six offensive plays last Saturday against the Giants, they were losing nine to nothing. Like it's almost impossible to be down nine nothing after six offensive plays. They gave up a safety and a pick six. I've never seen that before. Six plays and you're losing nine to nothing. It, it's you know, and I thought the defense could be really good. Uh, if their front played well, and they didn't play well at all against the Giants. So I I think they're going to be what me and Brian went through, you know, in 1991, <laughs> unfortunately. It's, it's going to be a rough year. How good will the Giants be? The Giants could be good. I mean, their, their offensive line played much better than I think people thought they would against the Jets. And that's really the whole key. They, You know, this Paul Perkins played all right. They're running the ball decently. You know, they put up, I don't know, 30-something points against the Jets without Brandon Marshall and without OBJ. Um, I like the Giants. I think defensively they could be the best, if not amongst the best defenses in all of football. Uh, They're outstanding. They had the the best red zone defense by a mile last year. Um, I don't see any reason why they're not going to be a better defense than they were a year ago. They have all the pieces there with a great architect to build it. The Giants are going to be a tough out for anybody all season long. Gio and Jones or Brian Baldinger, who are you, who's your favorite defense this year as a whole in the league? I would just say the Giants. I, I just think when you watch Olivier Vernon and JPP play, you know, when you watch what Landon Collins is, um, which is a star safety in this business, you look at their corner play, um, you look at the design and how they get after the quarterback. I, I don't know that anybody this you know this Dow, this Tomlinson that they picked up from from Alabama mm-hmm. um, looks like he can take the place of Jonathan Hankins, which was a big loss inside. B.J. Goodson, I think, is a good young upcoming yes. linebacker. Yep. I like everything about that giant defense right now, including the depth on the defensive line. What about the Texans? I'm high on them, and uh, you, you mentioned linebackers. Bernardrick McKinney, he, he's mm-hmm. a future star. Of course, Cushing's been there forever. J.J. Watt, you get him back. Mm-hmm. And, and Clowney looks like he's coming into his own. I like all those things. You know, and they get, uh, you know, they get their number one cornerback that was hurt last year, Johnson, from Wake Forest, and you know, he comes back healthy. We got to wait and see what JJ Watt is. I mean, he's played just a few snaps in the preseason, but he's coming—he's coming back from a severe injury, severe back injury right now. And so you just wonder—I'm just holding my breath that he's JJ Watt that we are used to seeing for about a three straight year run. Uh, if he is that player, then yeah, then then the Houston Texans can be really good. Do you agree with the five-game suspension for Vontez Perfect? I don't know how the league thinks about any of this stuff, to be honest with you. I, Vontez only knows how to play the game one way. Um, he, the, the hits that he puts on people, he just hits everything that moves full speed. I don't, I don't think his intent is dirty, although I thought it was a dirty shot on Antonio Brown in a, play, in a playoff loss. Um, I do think that was – I think there was some intent, although I don't want to – I don't want to actually use that word because I don't know how he actually thinks. He just knows how to play the game one way. Um, 
But if you watch Nick Vigil play right now for you know the Cincinnati Bengals, he's going to be a really good player for him. Um, but I don't think it's going to change the way Vontez Perfect plays. I mean, he's just a physical player, and he thinks that intimidation and the way that you hit um, is the only way to play the game. He's got to take the head out of the game. If he takes his head out of the game and hits with the shoulder, um, he can play the same way. He's going to alter. He's going to have to alter the way that he plays the game from here on out. Right, and that's what we've been preaching as well. And and while I didn't think it was a dirty hit uh, in that Kansas City game, that's something you, you, you've been taught to do time to time. If it's a running back, if it's a receiver, anybody crossing your face, try to get a lick on them, knock them off their route, he gets a damn good lick on them. But the game has changed, so the players have to make adjustments. they got to adjust, Brian. Yeah. they got to adjust. And Vontez Perfect and those kind of players, if – if they want to stay in the game, they have to adjust the way that they play the game. There was a time when Dominican Sue was considered a dirty player. And we don't hear anything more about that anymore. So he's just going to have to adjust. You mentioned Sue made me think about the Dolphins. What about Jay Cutler? What are your expectations for him? Well, it's hard. You know, I mean, he's, it's a whole new cast. But he does have a familiarity with the coach, Adam Gase. And there is a great feeling when somebody really wants you in the world. I mean, whether, you know, it's in the world of football or, you know, as a spouse or whatever, when somebody really wants you and they, you feel like you're needed, it's a comforting feeling. He does have to make up a lot of time with no timing and limited play in the preseason. He does have to make up a lot for that, but there's a lot of talent around him. He's got three great receivers the offense line did not play well in preseason, but they have a chance to be good. And they've got a stud running back. So there's a lot of pieces for Jay Cutler to fit into. And when he was on a team in Chicago with Adam Gase with a lot of great players, and Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, he had his best season. So it's all out there for Jay uh, to, to, be, to play well. Um, make it up for the timing and how you learn that. On the, on the fly and in real action is something we all have to kind of wait and see. Follow Brian on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Brian, thanks for the time this morning. Always love talking to you. Thanks, Greg. Talk thanks to you down man. the road, Brian. Okay, buddy. Brian Baldinger, who is someone that you listen to, you follow on Twitter, and you learn something. One of the best in the business Smart when it comes man. to breaking down the game. Time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by Rally Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Jay Sav on Twitter, and this is for Brian. He said, Brian's the pro, so it's for Brian. He says, in honor of DeWiggle, <laughs> what's the best and worst stage name you've ever heard? It's O Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. For a limited time, you'll find double point offers <laughs> on appearance items, oil specials, and more. If you're not a member yet, sign up today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. All right, pro? Hell, I don't know. I can't remember. The worst? Yeah. You can make something up here to just help us out. Well, you make up something. Nancy. I'm, I'm well, not good at making up stuff. I know that already. <laughs> um, but you but you at least could have tried here. You, you could have made up a story, you know, like a girl's name was Irv. <laughs> and we, we would have laughed, you know, like down in Tampa, like Ybor City. You ran into a, a girl named Irv. Whew, that would have been a short visit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have it. What about the best one? Hmm. 
I think you would have pushed through Irv, yeah. gotten past the name, and just <laughs> accepted whatever was coming your way. You can't wait, wait. fail in O Rewards wait. Member Appreciation Month. <laughs> you got to come through, man. This is the time to do wait, it. Wait, wait, Irv. Let me check you out of that Damn. Turn your head and cough. Uh, okay, <laughs> proceed. Time to go. <laughs> You have a good one at least? <laughs> Cinnamon? Ding, 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 Jeez. Cinnamon. Man. I should have to do this for you. Why not? <laughs> because you've had more experiences. It's too many to remember, and he's not taking notes. <laughs> don't Thank go on his you. side. Thank you, Bogan. No, I got you on this one. No. Thank you. I don't recall. Yes, he did. At least something has to stick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never mind with that. Yeah. I'll just start my update. No. Yeah. <laughs> now we're on to something. <laughs> Wait, there's your answer. Shut up, you nasty bastard. <laughs> what? What happened? What happened? What happened? I told him in the ear, in his ear, the joke. So oh, what a dots. damn joke, you piece of <laughs> excrement! <laughs> God, so there's your gross. answer, man. Uh, Irv is the worst name, and Cinnamon is the best. So, <laughs> yeah, there's your. There's you your are answer. sick. <laughs> Who is sick Him. now, Mike? Nobody knows, and you're yelling in the radio. You could be talking to anybody. So, Mike, you're saying it's sick. All right. Well, he is. He's a sick man. He's got a porn addiction. But I don't mess- like pancakes. You messed up the whole segment. <laughs> that nasty. It's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, today's going to be great. We're going to have a great time today. Bogish walked in here and was like, yeah, Mike does have a porn addiction. By the way. <laughs> yeah. I was too far away before to walk back over. <laughs> it was definitely a porn addiction. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that and he had Lloyd Carroll, Ashley Sarge references today. And I was stuck <laughs> down the hall and I couldn't come darting in. Like usual. Well, do you have do you have anything to say about those two now? Well, I, I ran into <laughs> Ashley Sarge at a bar in Long Island oh, <laughs> over the summer. I oh, saw him, and I'm no. like, I, I don't want to say hello to him. So I was trying to <laughs> not notice. And then, of course, my son accidentally ran towards where Ashley was. Oh, so no. So I had to go get him, and boom, Who? Ashley pouncing. Ashley Sarge, a very nice guy, just a, that's can be other- clingy. That's the other guy, the Lloyd Carroll oh, and Ashley Sarge, oh, yeah. the two guys at the uh, CBS luncheon that that like we sit down and all of a sudden we're the magnet, you know, the boom, they're right on us, yeah. and they they are annoying people, <laughs> really annoying people. I know who the magnet is. Who's that? That dude over there on the other side of the glass. Oh, That's why he sit there? Michael Buff Chaglia. <laughs> yeah, they like they a... think he's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so a terrible insult. <laughs> definitely, he's Mike DB. He's definitely Ashley Sargent training. It's gonna be him in the number of years. No, I, I don't this know is this. just for record. <laughs> hey, here's my plastic bag yeah. briefcase. Yeah, I'm here with, for the uh, the Montclair Chronicle. <laughs> Sounds like a good gig. <laughs> <laughs> the Seglia Times. Thanks for the time. Yeah, right. The self-publisher. You know, everything's like the undefeated, the vertical. <laughs> He's going to be the besex. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> now, uh, is, is your wife aware of this addiction? I, uh, 
there's porn, no, there's your no porn addiction, addiction. There's no addiction. Is your wife it's, familiar with it? She she knows I've dabbled in the industry. <laughs> dabbled in the industry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> watching the videos. <laughs> dabbled in the industry. It's perfection. <laughs> Did she join you? Right. Stop. No. Stop what? What do you mean? No. What kind of questions are these? Fair questions. This is personal time for me. Personal my ass. Every after, day. Not after what you said in my ear. Every day. Every, Every day. No, it's like ask the pros. You know, we do it Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. <laughs> do you miss it on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Well, do those on. days feel different? Are you lying? Is this every day? Is this five five days no, a week? No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I'd have to crunch the numbers. What is everybody having today? Wow. I mean, the fact that you can't just dismiss it as every day out of hand is I would say I'm just like every other guy here in this room. I don't think that's true at all. Mm. That is not true. At all? <laughs> at all. Mike Biscaglia. Enough with the drops, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's enough. <laughs> I get it. All right, Bogus is here with an update. If you have a porn addiction like Mike or did at some point, you can. Uh, what's your new Twitter name? I have no clue. I don't really care about it anymore. <laughs> Mikey LB or something. Well, I'm just Mikey glad you're, B. Not, you're not doing this alone. The wife's there with you. Good. I never said that. <laughs> you, you did just say that, didn't you? No, he said no. He oh, said so no. no. So you're sick and she's not. <laughs> no, Correct. she's totally normal. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's not drag her into yeah, this. Doctor, this Dr. Well, well, Bersaglia is an upstanding individual. Why be married not... if you have to resort to <laughs> porn? Well, thanks, Brian. <laughs> the Cleveland she's brand. got a good job. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Really Why? Uh, Ram Kumar. That was a waste of time and money. <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer this question. And obviously, you don't. <laughs> I can't Why? wait till we all hang out after the show today. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Sir, that's a serious question. You're the pro. Answer it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just. A, it's, I don't know. How to, she just goes to the room and you go downstairs and do your thing? <laughs> So some of us can't move our lives to Miami, Brian. Yeah. So there's Man. alternative plans. You can move your wife to do something with you every now and then, right? I'm is that so correct? thankful that, is that nobody correct? listens to this show where correct? we are going today. Am I correct, Bogus? But, but your wife listens. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares if Tony Romo does? Oh, uh, man. Well, that'd be great if, if James Brown was listening today. Oh, Mikey B, how's it going? Yes, I was listening today. <laughs> Refuses to shake his hand. Now, are you, are you upstairs and she's downstairs yeah. while you're doing this? Or is it she's downstairs? That is even more sick. <laughs> Hi, this is JB of that CBS is. Sports. What a waste of time and money. You have a big-ass <laughs> wedding. And so during the honeymoon, you downstairs, she was at the bar or something? Get chilling. to the update. Honey, that's all right. That's, honey, that's all right. I got this under control. <laughs> You're going to enjoy the wedding cake. <laughs> but what about your wedding cake? Hey, wow. Whoa. What a... <laughs> Teach his own. <laughs> you can't get two more different people than Mike and Brian. You really can't. That's what makes this relationship so magical. All right, Bogus, what do you got for us? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk now. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have cut cornerback Joe Hayden that they're failing to trade him. Hayden is Mike's owed wife cut him. Nearly $33 million over the next I three deserve seasons. better. Stop. He has missed 14 <laughs> games over the last two campaigns. Somewhere in Manhattan. Once a week? Once a month? This is personal business. I'm not getting into it on the air. Once a year? I need to hear about Giancarlo Stanton. 
<laughs> Whatever Peacock. crap Bogus has prepared. I, uh, I wouldn't ask you to stay any longer than necessary, Brian, but if you were to sit in the newsroom until like 10.30 most mornings, you'll hear Mike declare his afternoon plans at some point. This comes up often, mm-hmm. usually just by Mike unprompted. So and it usually he's just withholding now, him. and he'll just announce, like, I'm going to go home and do, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> He lets everybody uh, know uh, about it? Uh, by himself. <clears throat> yeah. I, wow. I guess, yes. The webcam so, so is down. Was this an arranged marriage? Or <laughs> I don't was, know. Was, was, was he forced upon her or I, something? No. I don't Got know. some dirt on her? I, I don't know, man. We're um, in love. I'll marry you, but you will not touch me. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Just finish wow. the update. Brian's wow. never going to wrap his head around this. He should have uh, never said what he said in my ear. The, he deserves this. The last time we saw Dodgers lefty Rich Hill, he was taking a no-hitter into the 10th inning in Pittsburgh. Last night in Arizona, he got five runs in the first six total over three and two-thirds. Just a bad night. That was terrible tonight. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. We hit the ball with like good defense, and, uh, you know, uh, it was terrible. The Diamondbacks won 7-6. L.A. will bring Cody Bellinger off the DL today. He's been out with a sprained right ankle. Clayton Kershaw officially returns from his back strain Friday in San Diego. The Rockies down the Tigers 7-3. St. Louis a 10-2 win in Milwaukee. And the Nats dropped the Marlins 8-3. But Giancarlo Stanton hit his 18th homer of August, his 51st overall. The Minnesota Twins staying in control of the second AL wildcard from their night with a 6-4 win over the White Sox. Minnesota remains one game ahead of Anaheim. will beat Oakland 8-2. The Orioles are a half game behind the Angels out of their sixth straight win, 4-0 over Seattle. And the Royals finally scored after 45 scoreless innings and then beat the Rays 6-2. Isaiah Thomas telling ESPN there's no reason to think he will not be his normal self again eventually. The Cavs and Celtics continue to haggle over Thomas's hip injury. And Roger Federer with the last of just nine wins on day two at the U.S. Open because of rain, beating American teenager Francis Tiafo in five sets last night. Aaron Greg. Murray to talk some college football next. Keep it right here. This is Earl Campbell, and you are listening to Gino and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Geo. Geo. Oh. oh, man, let me tell you about A. Murray. A. A. Ron being a rook brought donuts to our first show last week. Good How man. How about that? Good man. You're yeah, a smart guy. ate about five of them in the show. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to use the props, baby. Remember that. <laughs> has, has it been a smooth transition for you? How do you feel? Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better place to land with CBS. Everyone's been uh, great with kind of helping me develop and, and get used to being in front of a camera without a helmet on, which is a little <laughs> bit of a transition, and it's been great. Like I said, great people, great organization, and, and I'm looking forward to calling my first game tomorrow night. That's right. Uh, Randy Cross and I were discussing you, you, you yesterday. You sat in and uh, watched some of uh, his broadcasts. Uh, what was your takeaway from that? It was great. It's, it's good for me because now tomorrow, or including today, when I kind of go meet with the coaches and, and watch practice and then prep for the game tomorrow night, it's nothing's too new it's not all brand new to me now you know i've seen it uh mm-hmm. kind of been in the coaches meetings um seeing what type of questions they're looking for and then and just just grilling randy all last week about his preparation during the week his preparation heading up into the game the day of the game and and throughout the game what he's looking for how he sees the field um that kind of stuff so it's it's a, it was a great introduction for me last week and, and now i gotta go there and do it uh today and tomorrow well, uh, just a little advice. Don't get freaked out when you're talking, making a point, and then someone gets in your ear and starts talking to you <laughs> as well. That, that, that's the, something that takes a little g- getting used to. 
Yeah, that's going to be the hard part. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, that, that that little voice in your head all of a sudden talking mid midstream of a sentence. So we'll get we'll get used to it. Geo Jones with Aaron Murray on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, why do you think Alabama is going to be beatable or unbeatable this year? It's it's hard to say they're beatable. I I think it's more of um, you know with them in the past it's always been if you are uh, if one year of a balanced offense and two that you have a quarterback that can make plays not only uh, with his arm but with his feet. I think that just gives not only Alabama trouble but uh, every defense trouble and not only. In college, but in the NFL, if you have a guy who uh, has the ability to extend plays with his feet, which only creates the job of the defensive line, makes it tough for them because they're unsure, do we want to rush this guy? Do we want to just contain him? Uh, and if you're just containing him, then that gives him more time to throw the ball in the pocket. Uh, and then if he does escape the pocket, that just the secondary now has to be able to lock onto the receivers and you know fit with them all over the field for seven, eight seconds. So I think when you play teams that that have more of a balanced offense, that have the QB that can kind of run around a little bit, that, that definitely gives them uh, uh, a little bit of a disadvantage on defense. But other than that, Alabama, once again, is just lo- they're loaded offense defensively. Um, the only team I really see giving them too much trouble is Auburn this year. I just think Auburn is, uh, has a lot of talent on defense. I think they have a lot of talent on offense, especially with the new quarterback at Stidham. I think they're going to give them a, a, a run for their money in the Iron Bowl. But other than that, looking at their schedule – uh, I think they should win the rest of their games. When you look at your alma mater, Georgia, Jacob Eason, a, a year under his belt, a lot of folks, including myself, are picking him to win the the East. Uh, do you have a lot of faith in in, in the Georgia Bulldogs uh, taking the East this year? I do have it. It, it. it comes down to the offensive line. It's it starts up there up front. I think they have probably one of the best defenses is in the SEC. Uh, a lot of studs, ten guys back offensively. You can't not love their running back situation. I think they have some great talent on the offside uh, and at tight end as well. And 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 for Easton, I, I think the biggest development you see in quarterbacks is from year one to year two. Uh, I know that's where I saw my biggest jump. And and you kind of get the confidence, especially playing the SEC, that hey, I've had a year of playing against these defenses. I understand the speed of the game. I understand my playbook, my reads. Uh, and you kind of go in just feeling, like I said, a little bit more confident in yourself and, and your ability to go out there and compete with these defenses. So I look for a big jump from him, but he needs an offensive line. I mean, those guys weren't weren't able to protect last year. They weren't able to run the ball between the tackles. Uh, I mean, every time I watched the game, it seemed like they were running 20 toss plays. I'm like, just run the ball between the tackles. So if they're able to do that, um, and hopefully those guys can mesh up front, I think they just finally – solidified their their front five guys last week so if those guys can and can create some holes up front for those those running backs which then only open up the play action game uh it's if they're able to create that balance on offense to go with a great defense i think they could definitely win the east g owen jones with former georgia quarterback aaron murray now at cbs sports network we're on cbs sports radio across the country i want to go to the big 10 and talk about Michigan. Uh, a lot of people say this is a hardball year where he's got to get the team to the college football playoff for all his antics. It's just people are going to turn on him, uh, but he might not have the team this year to do it. Are you a believer in Michigan? I am not a believer in Michigan at all, actually, this year. I think, um, you know, just if you want to look at the top 10, 20, 25, uh, they're actually, you know, for me, my probably my biggest bust of the year. Um, I just don't think they have the guys right back this year. I know he's done an amazing job of recruiting, and, and they have a lot of talent up there, but 
it's just too hard to replace 17 starters, especially 10 on the defensive side. You lose some of your best players on offense. Um, it's just there's a lot to replace, and then in a very tough conference as well. I mean, the Big Ten has, has definitely done an amazing job of really becoming very competitive. Uh, and then you got those two teams they have to face in, in Ohio State and Penn State, uh, two very talented teams. Um, so, I mean, they're going to have a good year. I don't think they're going to have a great year. They're definitely not going to make the playoffs. And um, and I look forward to them next year now that they have these young guys to kind of get them some playing experience this year. So I think this year is kind of a rebuilding year for Michigan. Um, and then next year I think they'll be right back on track. A team I am very high on this year, very bullish, is Miami. A lot of young guys had to play on that defense a season ago. They have some studs at their, at their wide receiver position. What do you think about the quarterback, though, Malik uh, Rozier? You played for Mark Rick. You know what type of offense he employs. What's in, in, in uh, store for Malik Rozier? I think for the offense, it's just it takes a lot of reps. Uh, it's a very, it, I want to say, extremely complicated, but it, it's it's difficult. And there's a lot in the quarterback's plate when it comes to reads, when it comes to uh, being able to understand defenses, because a lot of it's based off rotation, the safety, um, based off defensive line fronts. If you're going to run to the shade, if you're going to run to the three technique, so. As a QB, you can't just only know what's going on the offensive side of the football. You have to know exactly what's going on on the defensive side. What tendencies do you see? You know, if you're in a two by two formation, and and you got a you know one technique to your right, and and you're running the ball to the right, there's a good chance that there's going to be a slot blitz coming over there. So you need to know, okay, when they're in an under front, there's a good chance they're going to bring the nickel. So I need to check this run to the other side. So a lot of it's just becoming a fully developed quarterback, which um, Coach Rick does an amazing job of which he does he'll never put you in a certain a situation where you're never prepared you're never feeling ready uh for what you're going to go see on saturday what do you think about usc and sam darnold everybody's going to be talking about him going to the nfl and the prospect that he is uh how do you think that team's going to do i think pretty well i think uh they they need to find some guys on the outside they lost their their two top receivers who combined for i think around 50 percent of their receptions last year but for him I think the biggest thing for him is he's had a whole offseason to, to be the QB1 now, and that makes all the difference when you're able to get all the reps in spring, when you're able to get all the reps in, in camp. It really allows you to build that chemistry with the starting offensive line, with the receivers, with your running backs. Uh, and then if they're going to have great talent to replace those receivers. They're going to have great talent on defense. Um, and with him, it's just a matter of going out there and, and kind of blocking out the hype. And, and that's a difficult thing, especially in a city like L.A., where – He's going to be on every magazine. He's going to be on every newspaper week in, week out. Uh, the media days for them during the week before games is going to be hectic. Uh, and especially if he might have you know, a game that may not considered a Heisman-like game, uh, he, he's going to have to be able to, to push that out, uh, to not listen to that, and just focus on the team. And as long as the team's having success, that will only bring more success for him. When you look at DeAndre Francois, what about his game do you like? And I know you said you think Alabama will win all their games except for that Auburn game, the Iron Bowl, probably some trouble there. I think this one's going to uh, bode uh, or pose some some problems, but I think Alabama ultimately wins. Uh, but DeAndre Francois, you're under mm-hmm. his belt as well, now going up against this big, bad Bama D. I think the problem with them is, is you know, like the same thing we talked with Georgia, it's, it's offensive line problems. And I think he's a tremendous quarterback. I think he uh, a lot of a lot of hype coming from his uh, his, his head coach as well, Jimbo. Um, just talking about the type of player he is, 
And I think he's a guy that can do it all. He can throw, he can run, um, really gives defenses a lot of problems when you're able to do, do all that. But I just don't think they have the offensive line right now to protect him. Uh, and that's something that Alabama has a de- in a defensive line. And I just don't think he's going to have the time to be able to make those plays uh, that he's capable of making. And I also think for him, his biggest thing, he just needs to get quicker in his reads as well. And I think that's something that will not completely offset the, the difficulty they have at the offensive line, but it will definitely help out if he's able to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, so that's a matter of just understanding the offense better, understanding defenses. So hopefully uh, he kind of took that upon himself this offseason to become a master of his game, uh, which is only going to help him out in his body because if he's able to get the ball out of his hands a little faster – uh, that's definitely a lot less hits on him. have about a minute and a half left to give us a team that you think will surprise positively and one that will surprise negatively. I think the the team that kind of will surprise teams this year is Texas. I think Tom Herman this year coming in from Houston, uh, I think they have a lot of talent on that team. It's hard not to recruit great talent at Texas. And I think now he he comes into a great situation with a, with a team. He has a quarterback. Uh, he is the full support uh, of everyone there at Texas. So I, I'm looking forward to them uh, having a good year. Uh, I still think Oklahoma is going to uh, win that conference. And then you have Oklahoma State, who's playing well as, uh, also. But I think they're going to make some noise this year, uh, a 9-10 win season for them. Uh, so looking for a big jump. And then the biggest bust, like I said, I think it's Michigan. I just think um, I know a lot of people are on the hardball train and jumping on him and all the antics, but I just think there's too much to replace on both sides of the football to be uh, extremely competitive. Man, I taught him well in such a short (laughs) time span. I taught him so well. Way to go, Aaron. (laughs) Aaron, thanks for the time, man. Best of luck. We'll be watching you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, my man. Aaron Murray, former Georgia quarterback, now in the media. In the media. How about him, man? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Don't do it. Haven't seen that before, the athlete that goes into the media. Don't do it. Well, it's a natural transition. It is. Even for those of us that suck. No, you're good. Good transition. You're You're good. You're good enough. You're smart enough. smart enough. Gosh darn it, people like you. And gosh darn it, some people like you. So we're going to hang around here for a little bit and then head uptown. Yeah. In New York City. Two hours, we'll never get back. To CBS mm-hmm. TV. To sit down with the real stars of the company. Yeah, the cook in the kitchen. JB. Oh, yeah, he cooking. Phil Sims. Oh, that's my man. Coach Cower. Yeah, linebacker. Nate Burleson. Huh? Nate Burleson. Okay. Boomer size. Yeah. He aight. Jim Nets. Yeah. Hello, Tony friends. Romo. Who? Dan Fout. Yeah. Iron Eagle. My man, too. Adam Shine. Bye, Gray. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Tomorrow, we'll have all those interviews for you and more. G. Owen Jones. Thanks to Mikey B, PDB, Bogish, Aaron Murray, and Baldinger. CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.